Yeah, you got to roll with the punches. Hi, everybody. Your old friend Mike Houlihan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. And I don't know for sure what number this is, but we're up in the 250 shows. And we've hit kind of a post-holiday malaise, people getting sick. And so we're having a best of show today, but fear not, because one of my favorite, favorite uh, police officers, the one and only Eileen Guest, is on the show today. Going back to uh, November 19th, 2022, Eileen is dynamite and a great chanteuse, uh, as well as a woman of substance who spent 32 years uh, 30 years on the Chicago Police Department, get one on when she was only 22. Uh, anyway, she's an old friend. I think you're going to enjoy this interview. We're always glad to have her on the show, and she sings a couple of songs for us. She's dynamite. And then hopefully we'll be back next week uh, with everybody with a brand new show. We want to thank our sponsors, Flood Brothers, Madden Funds, Fox's Pizza, Local 150 Operating Engineers, and whoever else might be joining us soon. So stick around to give a listen now to the one and only Eileen Guest on Hibernian Radio from November 19th, 2022. What a great guest tonight, an old friend, a dear friend, and I just realized she hasn't been on the show in oh, three, a couple of years. Yeah, three and a half, almost yeah. four years. Uh, so, everybody, welcome our friend Eileen Guest to the show. 30 years on the Chicago Police Department, now retired, full-time singer, Chantouse. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she's just a lovely uh, lady, and uh, she's from Queen of Peace. Or no, went to Queen of Peace, started at St. Bede's Parish, but went on the force at the age of 22. 22, right. That's yeah. amazing. I was a baby. Mm-hmm. And... and you were thrown right into the maelstrom, it sounds like, huh? In, uh, in Roseland, yeah. Oh, that was where you were yeah, in Roseland? I started out in the 5th District, yeah. yeah. Working midnights. Wow. Eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And we, how many, were there a lot of female officers? No, they were next to none. There was only a other couple uh, police women in the 5th District at the time. Uh, they didn't even have a locker room in the old station until we went to the new station on 111th Street. And then we had a huge locker room, and most of the times I was the only woman yeah. in there or the only woman at, at roll call. And now I know you were a nurse before that, I right? was. I was an LPN. Mm-hmm. What got you into the police department? Y- you know, I was a licensed practical nurse. I wasn't an RN. Oh. I worked in pediatrics, and I, and I loved it, but I uh. thought I should either go back to school and become an RN or do something else. And... In 1981, everyone on the south side was taking the police test. Oh, and yeah. So, uh, so I took it, and I got called right away, sure. and I thought, I'll do this for five years, and I'll do something else. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And then 30 years later, yeah. but it was, uh, I loved every minute of it. Were you scared? <laughs> no, I was a Because you're was a young, bold. attractive woman I, now. I, was, I can only imagine what you're like at 22, and you're like... I was, I was bold and adventurous yeah. and, and, and willing and excited, and it was a, it was a great job. It was a ton of fun. Good it was you. a little intimidating at first. Sure. When, I fir- when I first got to the 5th District, nobody talked to me. Oh, sure. Yeah. They were skeptical of women. Old-timers yeah. didn't think women belonged on the job. Yeah. Only a few people would... You know, would talk to me, my FTO, and a few others. And Field training officer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it uh, it took a little while to uh, to warm up for everybody to you know to warm up and you know and I hate the the term prove myself, but yeah. I did have to sure you know let everybody know that I was willing to do to do the work, which is you know proving yourself on the police department is not the same as any other job becoming a a man. That's one. Oh. That's the thing I wanted to be sure I didn't do. I didn't want to be a tough girl i didn't yes. want to be you know but yeah. uh but all the the job is is in your head it's not yeah. in it's not in your muscles necessarily yeah so yeah if you're smarter than the people out there you're going to be okay well that's not too <laughs> difficult <laughs> no, most no. of the time it wasn't yeah, that's great yeah uh so and did you have any when that you when you go with a partner was it usually you and i a male partner? Or yeah, how, yeah, yeah. There were over the years. I had, I did have uh, women partners at times, and, and yeah. that was fine because as the years went on, there was a lot more women coming on the job. Sure. In fact, when I started in 1982, it was the first rather large influx of women in, uh-huh. in that class off of that new 
that new list from that test. So, yeah. but it took a while for that, you know, for that to build. But uh, yeah, it took it took a while. So you're one of five kids. I am. I'm the middle child. And what did your what did your dad do for a living? My dad worked in the trucking industry. Okay. He was a dispatcher. And was your mom a homemaker? My mom was a homemaker until she uh, got a job at Christ Hospital oh. in the medical library. Yeah, and yeah. she actually worked security at the elevators there. Oh, taking, yeah. Taking people's passes. She loved, yeah. she loved that job. And what are your brothers and sisters doing? Uh, I have two older sisters. My sister, Mary Ellen, is the um, executive director of the Chicago Bungalow Association. Oh, good for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I ha happen to uh, live in a bungalow. Oh, yeah. Uh, my sister, Kathy, is a retired nurse. She was an RN for nearly 40 years, I think. Wow. My brother, Tim, works at Jardine. He's a... Oh, Jardine Water. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he's yeah. an engineer. Yeah. My brother, Pat, is a computer guy. He's okay. a, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what he does. <laughs> what did your folks say when you went and said, I'm, uh, you're 22, and you said, I'm going to become a cop? I, I just remember them kind of staring at me blankly. They, you know, <laughs> but they supported me, you yeah. know, and, they, and they were proud of me. Yeah. Uh, but I think they thought I was a little crazy. But I, I was a little crazy. Well, you had to you be have a to little be, crazy. You do have to be a little crazy to take the job. To yeah. Me. yeah. But that's mm -hmm. a, a crazy in a good way. Yeah. Right, crazy, yeah. crazy in a good way. Um, and I was always a helper. You know, most police officers are... Yeah. Helpers. They sincerely want to help people. Help people. That's a recurring mm -hmm. theme. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing a film, uh, and we got into this um, because of 2020 and all the mm -hmm. crap with the police and everything. And by and large, and we've done almost 200 police officer interviews, they all said they wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. Yeah, it's not trite. It's not no. cliche. It's, it's real. Truth. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and the world needs to know that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, but there's one thing you wanting to help at 22 and then putting the next 30 years in there, mm -hmm. grunting your way through. I mean, yeah, did it well, get I, any easier as you went along? Easier? No, there's nothing about it that gets easier because it's, it changes all the time and you never know what it, any given day is, is going to bring. Did it find, um, did and that's the part I really liked about it, not, oh, yeah. you know, that it wasn't routine. There was yes. nothing routine. I mean, like yeah. they say, it could, you know, it's sheer boredom with moments of, you know, stark terror. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, you ride that roller coaster, which I'll talk about in a, in a minute, actually. But uh, I had a great career. I, I had six years in the 5th District before I became a detective in the Youth Division. And then... There, I did mostly child abuse and sex abuse investigation, oh, wow. and I like and I did that for nine years, and I like to think that's where I did my best work. Yeah, because there's nothing more satisfying than putting someone away who has done terrible things to children. Yeah, and that job uh, is difficult. I can imagine that um, you take that home with you. You, you do know? take that home with me, and even though I made a practice of um, safeguarding my emotional, yeah. spiritual well-being while I was on the job. That job, um, things that happened, things that I saw, things that I investigated stuck with me yeah. on that job and it, like invaded my dreams and sure. you know, some of my waking thoughts. Um, so when I left and I got promoted to sergeant in 97, uh, looking back, I thought, wow, that was enough of that. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. I'm happy to let somebody else do that. It does yeah. take a lot out of you. You know, uh, my son Patty and I have an old friend who was a young police officer in Oak Park, and she wound up killing herself because of mm -hmm. the things she saw. Yeah. And she had little kids of her own. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Uh, but she had seen some horrible, horrible things. Mm -hmm. That changes your whole head, you know. It does. You, ha you have to safeguard uh, against that. There's no skirting it you have to uh you know do what you have to do but there are things you can do to protect yourself you know emotionally um in fact i did my master's thesis on that very subject did you really yes yeah. and you know and where was this at adler school of professional psychology i got okay. my master's in, in police psychology oh wow yeah and uh i did a whole and where was Research. that in, the, in, the, in your career? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't get my master's until I was 50 years old. Okay. I went yeah. back at 40 uh -oh. to finish my undergrad and then uh, finished the master's at 50. A great perk of the police department because sure. they have tuition reimbursement. Yeah. But, uh, and so what was it in? 
demands police psychology. That Holy program cow. doesn't even That's exist an anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not psychology of police officers necessarily. It's yeah. like the psychology of terrorism, the psychology uh, yeah. of uh, you know different psychological defects that that cause criminality and uh, lots of different areas. It's um, it would you know, the psychology of uh, serial killers, really, wow. really interesting stuff. Yeah. Really stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, really, really interesting work. Um, but my paper was on uh, how do you survive a 25, 30 year career on the police department mm. and keep it together. And, and you wrote thing, a paper on that. Yeah. 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 And uh, the, it, was a re it was a research paper. It was a literature study, really. But the things yeah. I discovered were uh, how necessary it is for police officers to work at that throughout their career, to make sure that they have friends outside the police department. Don't become so engulfed in police yeah. culture that you live and breathe police work all the time. Yeah. It's, not, it's not healthy. Um, yeah. Having some type of spiritual life, whether you're you know, religious or just spiritual or, mm -hmm. or yoga or whatever it is to keep um, you know, aside, apart, from, you know, the, the rig, madness, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the madness and, the, and, the, and the sadness. And the most important thing that I read over and over is the importance of talking to somebody. And that's where police officers, I think, need uh, more encouragement, yeah. and more training, and willingness to talk to somebody about what they see and what they feel. Because we see things that people shouldn't see. Right. Uh, and they need to talk to somebody. If it's not someone professional, maybe it's one of their partners, or it's your spouse. People say, oh, no, I never take my job home. I never talk to my wife. I never talk to my husband about it. And it's not fair to the police officer, and it's not fair to your spouse. Yeah. No, they may not understand what it is you see and do, but they understand the emotion. Yeah. And they can help you there. And everyone's spouse is willing to listen, yeah. or they should be yeah. willing to listen. Uh, so finding someone to talk to is so, so important. You know, the rate of suicide. Well, who among, did you talk to? Uh, friends. I had all kinds of friends. Okay. I always kept friends outside yeah. the police department. I hung around with cops. Old sure, pals. I did. Yeah. But old, yeah, but old, old friends. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Friends from high school. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to see counselors at times. There was rough oh. patches in my life. I'm, yeah. I'm divorced twice. I'm not okay. very good at this. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when the times got tough, I went, I went to the professional counseling unit for the police department. Good for there you. Is, there's no shame in no that. No one to ask for help. I know it's help. important to, yeah. to just to talk things out. It doesn't mean you have to go. You know, it's not psychoanalyst analysis. You don't have to go forever. Go during the rough patches, and then yeah. you'll come out the other side, and you'll be okay. That's terrific. Mm -hmm. And what about Queen of Peace? Did that set a foundation in oh your God. faith I for you? I wasted my parents' money at Queen of Peace <laughs> High School. I'm sorry to say, it was the 70s, Mike. I wasn't, oh, okay. uh, I wasn't a good student <laughs> in high school. <laughs> okay. I could have been, but uh, yeah, no. But okay. uh, yeah, but I will have to, you know, sing the praises of the Dominican nuns because my my dear aunt, my father's sister, was a Dominican. So, okay. So we love the Dominicans, and my oldest son's name is Dominic. So. Oh, yeah. great! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you have two sons. I have two sons, Dominic and Dan. Yeah. Dominic and Dan, mm -hmm. and what are they doing? They're both married. Dominic is a building engineer, and Danny's a teacher over here at Morgan Park Academy. Oh, no he kidding. Just got oh, that's a great school. Yeah. 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 He just got married. Oh, good for him. Oh, I saw the pictures yeah. of the wedding. You look like a movie yeah. star. I just remembered <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, it was a great Where's the wedding? Where was wedding. that wedding? It the reception was at Pilsen Yards on 18th Street. Okay. Oh, what a great venue. Yeah. Fabulous food. It was just, it was a, a great time. Yeah. There was a little um, mishap the day of the wedding, though. I fell oh. on the way to the reception. We were led by a second line of a New Orleans-style jazz band. Oh, yeah. From their building, where the ceremony was, on their rooftop terrace on 15th Street, to Pilsen Yards. And when we were leaving their building, I fell down the stairs. Oh, wow. And I broke my knee. Oh, I in the middle of the reception and everything? Yeah. Right before the reception. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I broke my kneecap. If I wasn't at my son's wedding, I would have been in the emergency room. Oh, wow. But I had to stay. I just wow. sat with my knee up and ice on my knee. And I got up and danced with my son. For Did the you really? Son. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> yeah. We got up and danced, yeah. 
But you're all healed now. Well, almost healed. Yeah. Right? Getting there. When was that? A couple of months ago. That was, yeah, that was last month. About oh, eight weeks. Oh, eight, yeah, two, two months well, ago. Well, you snapped About right back. Amazing. Getting there. I'm still going to PT. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. Well, you looked great. I saw the pictures. That's the important thing. <laughs> doesn't matter how you feel as long as you look good. Yes. Who used to say that? The guy who did Fernando Lamas. Right. Yeah. Billy Crystal. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so, w are you just enjoying life now? What's what are you doing? Oh, now? you know I am. Yeah. Well, I have a little band that I'll oh, plug yeah, called uh, called the Holdouts. Yeah, yeah we play yeah. Uh, classic classic rock. We're an acoustic trio. Me and the McNaughton brothers. The McNaughton brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be playing at Tinley Park on Black Friday. Oh no, kidding! At a place called Ed and Joe's, 173rd and Oak Park Avenue. Now, how did you hook it's up a with good them? Time. I started going to open mics when I retired. You know, I've been playing guitar for a long time. Yeah. Uh, never got really good on guitar. I really play guitar to accompany myself uh, singing. But once I retired in 2012, I started go going to more uh, open mics, and that's where I met Roy and Bob McNaughton. And they were playing as brother a brother's act? Yeah, or? usually together, yeah. sometimes with other people. And, uh, yeah, and we started playing out. And, and so you played with them and how, who says let's form a band how do you do that well I, we actually had a, uh, a it was actually Roy and me Roy McNaughton me and Sharon Quigley they had a little band for a while called Blue Moon okay and then uh, you know things change and you move on and Sharon left and Bob came in and now uh -huh. now we're the holdouts the holdouts mm -hmm. don't you play um, see I'm thinking of the the, the hideout you don't play at the hideout. I, mean, no. I got it mixed up. It's the holdouts right. is the name of the yeah. band. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And around St. Patrick's Day, we'll play some Irish music. We played at Fox's, actually, in Mokina last St. Patrick's Day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, mob. They're our sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, actually, we have a friend, uh, Danny. Is my son Pat here? Uh, he plays in a tribute band of Creedence Clearwater Revival, and he plays at Fox's every Christmas season. Mm. I can't remember his last name. I'll ask Patty. But uh, he's got a great act, and and uh, he plays all the Credence stuff and yeah. John Fogarty stuff and everything. Um, and so is that pretty much exclusively what you're doing in retirement, oh, making no, music? Oh, no, no. I'm actually working before this accident where I hurt my knee. Uh, I work full-time at CIBC Bank downtown. Mm -hmm. At 120 South LaSalle. Oh, wow. Yeah, doing corporate security. Because I retired at 52. Oh, the I had 30 years in, but, yeah. you know, so I was just done. I just, I really wanted to leave. Sure. Uh, so I did. And then health insurance costs just kept going up yeah, and up. Yeah. And then the city stopped supplementing altogether. Wow. For retirees. So I, uh, I have to get a job. I don't want my whole pension check to go to health insurance. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty nice gig. It is a nice gig, yeah. They've been real good to me through, you know, this injury, and yeah. um, it, it's not bad. 120 North LaSalle? South LaSalle. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that, so you go downtown every day? I do. Yeah, I'm, I've been off since this injury because I can't, I'm on my feet all How day. How did you I get down uh, there? Train or drive. Because I don't like going downtown anymore. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. yikes, I don't want to go down yeah. there. But see, you still, do you still carry a gun? I do. Good for you. <laughs> and I don't blame you one bit. So you feel a little, see, I go downtown and it's like, this is creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. 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 I like the way she said, I do. <laughs> <laughs> don't F with me. Uh, all right. So I know you have, what, your, what's your favorite story uh, of what happened over those 30 years. And, oh, I don't have... Uh, I don't want to put you on the you spot. Know, mm -hmm. yeah. What is this? Oh, this is your music? The, yeah, this is, yeah, this is my music. I okay. plan to uh, sing Did you ever think about writing uh, about it or, you know, writing about your whole career? And, I've, I've, I've thought about it. Yeah. Um, I don't like to dredge up the past too sure, much. Yeah. Um, I certainly don't like to dwell on some of the... Is there a... a Chicago Police, uh, Women Police Officers Association. There, know, I, there was. Yeah. I don't know if they're still in existence, to tell oh, you the no truth. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, no, I'm there's, surprised at that. I had, yeah. I had great partners yeah. over the years. I had 
great times. I had a lot of laughs. I know. There's I remember you so telling me, I won't miss the circus, but I'll miss the clowns. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, some of the stories can't be told of because course. the yeah. participants are still living. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> can't. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the stuff people... I, it was funny to us at the time, and people look at us and scratch their heads. <laughs> people with no sense of humor. Yellow's humor. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like the time... I know I mentioned this the last time, like when I was working in the 5th District and somebody stole the chicken mobile, the Harold's chicken Oh yeah, he chicken mobile, yeah. and they were answering calls. Was Jimmy Loftus involved with that? Oh, you know? I, I, he was in five at the time. He oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. he's, he, he's answering calls in the chicken mobile. He's a riot. Mm -hmm. he, he, his sister was married to my brother. Loft, oh, okay. Yeah. Lofty's a great yeah. guy. Um, now, there was a story where you saved a baby but some sergeant was mad at whoever recommended you for the award. Somebody, Can you talk about that? Yeah, somebody just posted that on yeah, my... Yeah, that's what we were talking I about saw this. that. Yeah, I was working at five. I was working with Midnight's. I was you say five in Roseland. In Roseland. Yeah. And we uh, was working Midnight's. We just got out of roll call. And uh, my partner and I, Dave Cadigan and I, uh, just got our radios. And the dispatcher said there was a fire on 110th Street. And Dave literally said, let's go be heroes, because we were yeah. about a block away. Yeah. So we were probably the first car on the scene. The fire department was there. Huge fire, yeah. house engulfed in fire, in flames. And the firefighter brings his two-year-old down the ladder yeah, from the outside. Down the ladder. Whoa. Yeah, and everybody on the street was just, you know, just gasping in horror. It was just a terrible scene. Yeah. And uh, laid the little baby down on the grass. And I was a pediatric nurse. Sure. And so I just kind of eased him out of the way, and I started uh, CPR. CPR, which is different on a child than yeah. it is for an adult, obviously. And she came back. Wow. And she came back right in right in front of us. Oh wow. And my sergeant was actually standing right there when it all happened, and he was uh, just amazed. So he put me in for a life-saving award, but yeah. he did not get along with our district commander. So he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't sign off on it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you got another one, right? But yeah, but uh, years later, when I was working in nine as a sergeant, there, another house fire actually, and uh, the house adjacent, I mean, like this adjacent, close, adjacent yeah. to the building that was engulfed in flames was just started had just started on a fire. Yeah. And so we ran in to see if anybody was in that building, and there was an elderly couple on the second floor, and one of them was wheelchair bound. And he wasn't going to get out. No, yet. so yeah. he had to carry his wheelchair and help his poor wow. little wife down oh. the stairs too, and got them out of the building. And you saved their so life. So we got yeah. life-saving awards for that. But that little two-year-old, for me, that was a more dramatic sure. save yeah. than uh, yeah. than the other one. So when I wore that life-saving ribbon, I always thought of that little oh. girl, and I still remember her name. Her name was Sarah Bean. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Ever look her up? Uh, yeah, but there's a, there seems to be a lot of Sarah Beans out there, oh, so, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. right, I yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Well, you were there. God bless you. Um, and that's the kind of thing, you go home and you got to talk to somebody about it, right? And yeah, you do. Um, I remember one time uh, behind Kelly High School, uh, 14 year old, it was on Valentine's Day, 14-year-old girl got hit by a tow truck. And, uh, and dragged and, oh. and killed. And it was uh, terrible because, um, oh, it was ter terrible for a lot of reasons. But I remember helping put her in a body bag. And I, she had long, long black curly hair. And it was still damp from her shower that morning. Oh, wow. And I was like tucking her hair into the body bag. Yeah. And it was, uh, and just that image like what really stuck with me. I remember going home that night to my kids. Oh yeah. You know, like sobbing and like holding on to them. I yeah. said, like, do you look both ways before you cross the street? Oh, oh yeah. You know, they're like, it's okay, mom. You know, like yeah. I got I got great hugs from my sons. They were really, you know, supportive of me over the years. Yeah. They were, you know, they were young, but they were supportive. Like I said, people understand. Don't think that, you know, I would say to other police officers, don't think that your family doesn't understand. They do. Yeah. They do understand the emotions and they want to help. You know, it's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're getting to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
But now you're away from it. Thank God, right? You know? Yeah, thank God. I can yeah. look back with, with pride and know that I did. I, I, I know I did good work. Yeah, you, know? you did. And, yeah. And, um, and, uh, and how'd you get into music? Oh, my gosh. My dad was a great singer. Oh, yeah? And he would sing to me every night before I went to bed. Irish music? It, um, no, mostly uh. like... Uh, What's your dad's name? Classes, Ron. Ron Guest. Okay. Uh uh, and if he missed a song a night, I would say, you owe me two. Uh, and then if yeah. he missed another night, okay, you owe me three songs. So yeah. he ended up owing me a lot of songs. But, and he and I sang together when we were little. Or he oh. would line my sisters and me up yeah. and make us sing Edelweiss at, yeah, at, yeah. at family parties. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh -huh. uh, yeah, but my sisters, who were also good singers, just weren't as bold as me. I was the one that... Uh, uh, took it a little further, and I picked up guitar. You got Moxie. It's six, <laughs> 16, right? Oh, you, you started singing at 16? Oh, yeah, okay. I started playing guitar at 16, and I had you know a little band when I was 18. We never played out anywhere. We just practiced in my friend Leroy's basement. Who was in basement. the band? Was Leroy it? Malley and Jim McGrail, God rest his soul. He died a couple of years ago, a dear friend of mine. Okay. That name is for, sounds familiar. Yeah, McGrail is yeah. their name. Mm -hmm. Was he a cop? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. a building engineer. Okay. Worked at Farragut High School. And and so you, the three of you had a band in high school. God bless you. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we never played anywhere. We just practiced in the basement. And then you get busy raising a family and yeah. working, so yeah. I didn't play much over the years. And yeah. then, uh, you know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't until I retired I could put more, more time when into it. When did you it. retire? In 2012. Okay, so mm -hmm. you've been out. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Going on 11. Yeah. And loving it, right? Oh, gosh, I love it. I'm doing a lot of traveling. I noticed you were, yes. well, I saw you in Ireland. I was in, we were in Ireland t at the same time. Yeah. Not on the same tour, <laughs> but yeah, we got to and meet up. And you drove an hour to come and see me. I, I couldn't believe I told Clunan, Jimmy Clunan, God bless him, <laughs> I had told him that we're not going to, we're not going to cross paths. Yeah. You'll be in Dingle, but we'll be in Killarney. Yeah. You'll leave Dingle the day we arrive in Dingle, actually. Yeah. So he calls me when we're in Killarney and says, come on down to Dingle. I said, well, we're an hour and 10 minutes That's away. That's a long way. Yeah. So I thought, well, it's like try taking a ride to the north side, right? Uh, no, yeah, not yeah, on those no. skinny mountain roads yeah. from Killarney to, yeah. to Dingle. It was fine getting down there because it was light out. And yes. then I drove home at midnight. I back remember. to my hotel. Well, because you guys went to a bar yeah. in Dingle afterwards and played. Yeah, we, yeah, I got to sing a song at a session in, in Dingle. It oh, was great. Wow. It was great. And Jimmy Clunan is an excellent Irish musician, and, yeah. and they love him there. He's really good. Yeah. One of the band members at the Dingle Pub said he would play with him any time because he's a lively player. Oh, yeah, he, well, lively. he is. He is he's lively. Yeah, <laughs> he, is he certainly that. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this past June I was in Greece. Oh, yeah. My friend Betty is here, and she uh, she's one of my travel buddies. She oh, was, well, she I was saw in Greece the with me. You were sending back photos on Facebook and yes. everything. It looked like you guys were having Greece a blast. Was fabulous. I became a group coordinator for Go Ahead Tours. Oh, I didn't know that. And what is that? Go Ahead Tours. All all I do is recruit the people to go. Go Ahead Tours is a tour company. Yeah. And uh, I was talking about taking a trip to Greece because I went to Greece with my niece. Hunter Guest in uh, 2021, and that trip had gotten canceled because of COVID in 2020. So when I canceled that trip in 2020, all my friends said, oh, take me to Greece with you. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. And I thought, maybe I can get a group to go to Greece. Yeah. I had 18 people with me wow. in, in Greece in June of the so of you, this year. So when you do that, you don't have to pay your own way, right? There's perks for me. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What there's, do you think I was doing it for? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And so, but you had no connection to Greece, just thought it was beautiful? No. Well, I went in 2005 with. You have no the, uh, Greek blood or anything? No. No, mm -mm. no okay. I'm 100% Irish. Irish. Yeah, we've Good done the Ancestry DNA. Yeah. But actually, they just updated my. Have you done Ancestry? No. They just updated my profile on Ancestry. Now they say I'm 98% Irish and 2% Scottish. Oh. Who knew? What are they? Yeah. Is this something they discover after you've given them it a is. drop There's of blood? It is. There's advances in DNA all the time, and they can and they yeah. can keep narrowing it down and being more and more specific. And keep it's really interesting. You as well, right? No, they don't. Oh, they no, don't. No, oh. once they have it, they don't keep charging. Oh. If you want to stay on their website yeah, for all yeah. the updates, yeah. okay. but but those types of updates you've already paid for. Yeah. But uh, for all those hints, family hint, tree hints and stuff, you have to keep paying. But I leave that up to my brother. He's the historian and genealogist of the family. 
my brother Pitt. Is he the oldest? He's the youngest, actually. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's the youngest, yeah. Now, how often do you guys all get together? Thanksgiving? We all live in the same neighborhood, Mike. Oh, that's we are terrific. all in Beverly, Pat's in Mount Greenwood. We oh, haven't yeah. gone very far. Actually, my sister Mary Ellen just lived, moved to uh, Hyde Park because that's where her grandchildren are. So oh, she's in okay. Hyde Park now. Yeah. But we're not, we're all nearby. That's terrific. Mm -hmm. yeah. We get together a lot. Are you cooking on Thanksgiving? I'm not. I'll oh. go to my brother Pat's house. Everybody's oh, kind of splitting up this year. Next year we'll all be together. This yeah. year people are going to in laws and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, how, and both boys are now married? Both boys are married, and I have a beautiful granddaughter. Oh, that's terrific. Alina, she's two and a Alina. half years old. Alina. She's oh, two Alina. Yeah, she's yeah. two and a half years old, and she has red hair. Oh, oh. oh my mother would have loved her, the <laughs> red hair. She's <laughs> just darling. Can't yeah. wait to bring her to Ireland someday. It was, a great, it was a great trip this time around in Ireland. It was different. I was it was not you and Nepal Annie, My right? friend Annie McElligot, she, uh, her parents, her father's from Ireland, so she has some first cousins there. Wasn't he the pastor at St. John Fisher? No. That was a joke. <laughs> but there was a Father McElligot. Was there? Yeah. I remember there was a guy, Terry McElligot. I go, are you related to him? He goes, he's my father. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's okay. But the, so this trip was, a lot of, was really about family. Yes. I visited my niece, Devin. Devin guest of the 2022 graduate of Marist High School and now a student at Trinity College in Dublin. Oh, we wow. We are so proud of her, and she is absolutely loving it. And so we spent the first couple of days with Devin. And then, she living in a dorm there? What's yeah, the well, it's student housing. It's, uh, they don't really have on-campus housing at, at Trinity. It's all kind of off campus but yeah. she's in a uh she got lucky she said with her with her housing it's a nice building well, Trinity nice, is a big nice deal building. yeah oh, wow I've been it's on the so tour beautiful. there mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then I met some cousins for the first time uh I think I saw the pictures of them yes yeah. Yeah. I met uh Tony Keene and his lovely wife Liz and uh another cousin named Michael Collins who's a f their first cousin now all of our grandparents were siblings Tony Keene's uh, oh. grandfather and my grandfather. How did you track them down? Brothers. My brother Pat tracked them oh, down. Oh, good for And him. Pat was there in September when he took Devin to Trinity. Ah, he met his daughter. He met Tony Keene ah. and Michael Collins for the first time, too. Yeah. And then my sister Kathy was also in Ireland at the same time. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't have a chance. I had dinner with the Keens. That was my. Mother's maiden name. My uh, grandfather was yeah. Dennis Keene. K-E-A-N-E. Correct. Yeah. Uh, they, I only had dinner with them when we were short of time, but uh, they, t the Keens took my brother and sister to the house that my grandfather lived in and grew up in oh. on a hill in a village called Dua in County Kerry, oh. right near the Kerry Limerick. The kingdom! Border, yes. Yeah. And Tony Keene told the story of, he goes, now just imagine your grandfather walking down this hill, they lived way up on the hill, yeah. and saying goodbye to his family and thinking he'll probably never see them again. Oh, when he left for America. When he left for America in yeah. 1926, yeah. at 20 years old. And he went back 50 years later. He did? He went back in the 70s. Yeah. And had just arrived and was walking down the road and looks across the street and sees his brother and recognizes him, even though he hadn't seen him in 50 years. His brother? He was one of 14, so he oh, had a lot wow. of brothers and sisters. And he, he was the third youngest of 14 children. Oh, that's a great mm -hmm. story. Yeah. There's a musician, Jimmy Keene. Do you know Jimmy? No. Plays the, you don't know Jimmy Keene? No, I know the name. He's an accordion player. He's from Southside. Oh, terrific. Okay. Do you ever go to Lanigan's? Sure. He plays there all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might be related to Jimmy Keene. Maybe, but Keene is kind of common in, oh, yeah. uh, in Cary. Yeah. Mm, the Keene name is pretty common. Cary's a great place to be from. Yeah. Is that where your people are from, Cary? Yeah, Cary, Limerick, and Cork. I mean, okay. according to Ancestry, that's, all, that's where yeah. all the DNA is in that oh, area. Cool. Mm -hmm. Even the Dingle Peninsula. So when did you start going back to Ireland? Recently? I went back the first time in 1999. Okay. And 20 I was, years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then I was there. You were hooked by then, right? Four years ago. Yeah. I was there last year with my sister and my niece, Bridget. And then I went this year 
because Devin's there. She's given us all an excuse sure. to go now. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. go again next year to, to visit her. Well, we go every year. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's a preview of heaven. There's it sure no, is. There's no comparison. No. It's just and no, are there any more wonderful people on earth? No, they're no. the best, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and if, for you to be that lucky to meet a relative, yes. that's terrific. And they were so great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the yeah. Irish family welcome. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? You want to do a song for us, uh, Eileen? Guess? Yeah, that's, you know, when I was in Dingle, uh, there's a great little band playing in the Dingle pub, and they sang this song called Farewell My Green Valleys that I had not heard in ages. So I, uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it reminded me of the story of my, uh, of my grandfather leaving Ireland, just as my grandmother, you know. Grandfather Keene. Grandfather Keene, Dennis yeah. Keene. And the story that Tony Keene told um, about leaving and looking back and not knowing if you're ever going to see your sure, family again. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't imagine. The seagulls are calling the wind is in the sails and we're fast moving out to the sea on a ship bound for st john three thousand miles away a human cargo my comrades and me there the well green valleys God keep you the same If and only my mind you'll be I'm sailing dark waters To far America Nevermore my green valleys to see It hurts me to think of the things I left behind And the famine has blackened the land And to look now for something That I may never find Is a problem that's closer to hand There be well green valleys God keep you the same If and only my mind you'll be I'm sailing dark waters To far America Nevermore my green valleys to see There's a fever, a raging and the wind has died away And the journey can no longer be And a plague is a shadow That lingers night and day Warmer thoughts of green valleys I see There the well green valleys God keep you the same If and only my mind you'll be I'm sailing dark waters To far America Nevermore my green valleys to see Nevermore my green valleys to see. All right. That was delightful. Thanks. Just like you. Pretty song. It is delight. Now, did you just learn that? I did just learn it. Yeah. And who taught it to you? Who? who you, know? uh, you can find words and lyrics. Yeah. Pretty easily. And so you were looking for something, and um, now you knew the story of the grandfather, and you said, No, I was kind of familiar with this song, but I yeah. had never played it before. And I actually had a copy of uh, okay. the lyrics because I have stacks of 
yeah. all over the place. Good. Yeah. I do the Irish music around St. Patrick's Day, so I have stacks of Irish music in my yeah. Irish book. And uh, so I, I had it, and I had forgotten about this song, and I had never really played it before. It's not hard. It's like all Irish songs are usually three chords. Yeah. Um, but when I heard it in Dingle, I thought, oh, I have to, I have to start playing that. Oh, song. that's mm -hmm. what you're. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, Dingle is unbelievable, isn't oh, it? Oh, sure. My is. favorite spot. Yeah. Any, sure well, is. any final? I mean, do you have another one? Do you want to? It's up to you. Uh, if it depends on time and depends on if you. Well, we have plenty of time for oh, you, you Eileen. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, this. going to be a half an hour song. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, this song... We're talking with Eileen Guest, 30-year uh, on the CPD, now retired. Now the Chanteuse. Does that work, Chanteuse? Does that work for you? Uh, sure. Not <laughs> where I hear often, but it's fine. I'm trying to class it up a little <laughs> bit, kid. Give me a break. Yeah. Now this song rolling? I hear a okay. lot in, uh, in Ireland. You probably heard, have heard it, uh, too, it's called Grace. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful song about yeah. Joseph Plunkett being in Right before he's executed, Kilmaine he got married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, probably the saddest song ever written, so get out your hankies. Yeah, no, I know. I'll take a little video of this. As we gather in chapel here in Oak, I think about these last few weeks Will they say we failed From our school days They have told us we must yearn for liberty Yet all I want in this dark place Is to have you here with me Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out at dawn and I will die. With all my love, I place this wedding ring upon your finger. There won't be time to share our love, for we must say goodbye. Now I know it's hard for you, my love, to ever understand the love I bear for these brave men, my love for my dear land. But when Patrick called me to his side down in the GPO, I had to leave my own sick bed. To him I had to go. Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out at dawn and I will die. With all my love, I place this wedding ring upon your finger. There won't be time to share our love, for we must say goodbye. Now as the dawn is breaking, my heart is breaking too. As I walk out on this May morn, my thoughts will be of you. And I'll write some words upon the wall so everyone will know. I love so much that I could see his blood upon the rose. Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out at dawn and I will die. 
With all my love I place this wedding ring upon your finger. There won't be time to share our love, for we must say goodbye. There won't be time to share our love, for we must say goodbye. All right. Bravo, bravo, Thanks. bravo. That's the saddest song I've ever written. That was terrific, Eileen. <laughs> we have to run. That was terrific. Mm. you got to come back on the show again sure. soon. Sure. You were a terrific guest so much. Thanks, a terrific guest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're going to take a little break on Hibernian Radio. I'll be right back after these messages from our friend. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. And that was the one and only Eileen Guest. What a lovely lady she is and a beautiful singer, just a great person. We're honored to have her on the show anytime she can come on. So we got to book her again for this year. So thanks to Eileen. want to remind everybody that uh, Monday night, January 22nd, in Chicago Police Department, FOP Lodge 7, over at 1412 West Washington Boulevard, is the annual Chili Cook-Off, the FOP Lodge. Bring your crack pot of chili and enter to win prizes. Celebrity judging, judging panel to be announced. I made the mistake of volunteering for that last year and had a little accident in my pants on the way home, so I guess stay away from that homemade chili. They're going to have music by Finbar O'Fagan and, of course, the pipes and drums of the Emerald Society. Plenty of libations and Guinness because Guinness is good for you. You can check out their website for more details, the Emerald Society of Illinois, for the promotion of Irish culture and goodwill. And thank you to our pal Jeff Lang, and all the gang over at the Emerald Society for their continued support. 
And we'll see you over there on Monday night, January 22nd. Okay, now, Billy, you know, whenever I'm walking on Western Avenue, I look in the window, Ken's wrong, Hearts are Neil's great Irish saloons. <clears throat> and I see in the window, through the mist, the vision of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist. He says to me, hey, holy, who Okay, this is a very special obit because it's from our friends at Convoy Westchester Funeral Home. Margaret Ann McBride, age 84, of Lombard, passed away peacefully in her home on Wednesday, January 3rd. She's preceded in death by her parents, Joseph McBride and Margaret Ryan McBride, and her brothers, Donald and James McBride. Margaret was a world traveler and worked as a personal banker at Harris Bank for over 30 years, and they're planning a private internment at Queen of Heaven Cemetery. A memorial mass will be held at a later date, so stay tuned on that. But arrangements were entrusted to Convoy Westchester Funeral Home. For more info, 708-FUNERAL, F-U-N-E-R-A-L. Also, James P. Cosgrove, 74, of Chicago, retired sergeant and 38 veteran of the Chicago Police Department, beloved husband of Gene, loving father of Peter and Anne. Uh, his sense of humor and stories will be greatly missed in lieu of flowers donations to the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation are appreciated. Father William J. Flaherty, age 97, of Winnetka, beloved son of the late William and Ann Flaherty, loving brother of Jeannie, the late Lucy Ann, the late Michael, and the late Paul, dear uncle of 25, fond granduncle of 54, and granduncle of 27. Uh, Father Flaherty was a beloved and inspirational pastor of two parishes, St. Nicholas in Evanston and Infant Jesus of Prague in Flossmoor. In retirement, Father Flaherty was embraced by the community of Saints Faith, Hope, and Charity in Winnetka, where he lived and served for 25 years. His final two years were at Ascension Living, Ascension Living at St. Ben, Benedict Village, where he entertained a constant stream of visitors from his devoted family and friends. He traveled to Stratford-upon-Avon to study Shakespeare, and he later visited the then-Soviet Union with ecumenical groups. Amazing guy. He was also a poet and artist and a lover of movies, circuses, and plays. And we have that in common. He loved to get others involved so that everyone could participate in the action. He was a prolific potter as well and liberally bestowed his work to others. Father Bill Flaherty, God rest his lovely soul. Ella Sweeney, 98, born in Castle Island, Cary, Ireland, beloved wife of the late Joe Sweeney. She is survived by her children, Marion Sweeney and Kevin Sweeney. Mom, we love you and know that you and Dad are watching over us. That's nice. Colleen Connie Donahue, age 99. She grew up on a farm in Odell, Illinois. She graduated from St. Paul High School. She was the valedictorian of her class. And where she met her husband at Passivant Hospital, where she worked as a registered nurse. Uh, beloved wife and true life partner of John L. Donahue for 74 years, who predeceased her in September of 23 at age 104. Her former residence of Glenview for over 50 years. She was the devoted mother of Larry, Jerry, Patty, Kevin, and Terry. She and her husband, Larry, were 50-year residents of Glenview, members of Our Lady of Perpetual Help Parish during that time. That's Connie Donahue, 99, God rest her soul. Terry Judge Brennan, uh, 95, beloved wife of the late Eugene Skip Brennan, loving mother of Thomas, Sheila, Patty, and the late Karen Brennan. Uh, Therese was a proud Chicago public school teacher for over 40 years. Uh, for In lieu of flowers, donations would be appreciated to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. She was one of the good ones. Terry Brennan, uh, 95. James M. Gallagher, Jim Gallagher, age 81, of Elm, Elmhurst. Jim's beloved husband of Carol, loving father of Deborah, Kathleen, Mary Carol, Elizabeth, and Jamie. Jim was preceded in death by his loving parents, the late James and the late Marguerite Gallagher. In lieu of flowers, donations to Fenwick High School, class of 1960 scholarship fund. Give it up for Jim Gallagher. God rest his soul. John J. Meehan, 
the second, age 77. Uh, Jay, Jay met the love of his life, Nancy, at Quincy University and married in 1975. They were blessed with four beautiful children, Jennifer, John, me, M- Megan, and Aaron Meehan, a proud engaged grandfather to oh, just a ton of grandkids. His career spanned multiple decades as a full member of the Chicago Board of Trade with a unique passion for technical analysis and trading the agricultural markets. Always willing to educate and inform others in the industry, Jay was an enthusiastic mentor for many. Jay Meehan, God rest his lovely soul. John M. McIntyre, 76, of West Dundee, beloved husband of Irene, loving father of Margaret and Catherine. John was a proud Irishman, a union member, father and friend to many. He was known by everyone for his abundant stories and funny quips. Excuse me. After attending St. George High School in Evanston, he joined the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 9. This became a lifelong passion and an immense source of pride throughout his life. He was a proud member for over 50 years. Anyone who knew John knew that he would help anyone in in a time of need. God rest his soul, John McIntyre. Therese Terry Keating Joyce, Skeety Joyce, age 71, retired teacher, beloved wife of Ed Joyce for 45 years, dedicated mother of Colleen, Carrie, and Tess. God rest her soul, Terry Joyce. Jim McCormick, 63, of Chicago, longtime innovative grammar school and high school teacher at several CPS schools, as well as local area suburban schools. He's survived by his sons Jack, Brendan, and Patrick, and their mother, Susan. Jim not only delighted in discovering books, he published two novels of his own about growing up Catholic on the West Side, including The Last Sunday in Ordinary Time, a celebration of life for Jim McCormick will be planned in the near future. In his memory, please consider a donation to the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. God rest his soul, Jim McCormick. Mary Lou Sullivan, loving daughter of the late William and Ellen Burns, beloved wife of the late Cornelius Sullivan, loving stepmother of Joe Sullivan, Neil Sullivan, William, and Aaron uh, proud alumna of Visitation Grade School and High School, and a rest her soul, Mary Lou Sullivan. Rhea B. Hardigan, beloved wife of the late Matthew D. Hardigan, loving mother of Matthew Jr., Maria, and Michael, and a rest her soul, Rhea, Rita Hardigan. And sister Esther C. O'Mara, beloved sister of the beloved Blessed Virgin Mary for 72 years, Sister was very proud of great aunt of many nieces and nephews. In lieu of flowers and memorials to, to the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary, God rest her soul, Sister Esther O'Mara. And that's it. We're going to close up the crypt. I'll be right back. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150 we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Everybody, hope to be back next week. Thanks for sticking around. 
more great stuff coming up uh, later this month and in February on Hibernian Radio. So God bless you all, and we'll see you later. Bye. Oh, 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 o